Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another special Chalk Talk here, our interview series. I am your host, Big Mike. Here, we got another special guest lined up for you guys. You know, of course, I can't do it alone. I got fellas with me. The Mad Producer Podcast Poppy is here. We're out here. We've been waiting on this for a while, so I'm so excited. I got my man Breezy, a.k.a. Rich Paul, in the building. Hey man, what you what? You, what can I do? What, what can I say? What can I say? But I'm excited for this one. I'm excited. And we've got, like I said, a special guest for our interview series. This is very exciting for us. I don't know if she knows this. She is our first female guest on the show. This is we are crossing over demographics. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, all the way from ESPN, I have my new friend, Tatiana Sierra. How are you? Our Hi. new friend. I know. <laughs> yeah, breaking, breaking barriers. Oh, my gosh. Like, I feel so honored now. I'm like, now I got to come up with my A-plus game. <laughs> Here we go. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. It's Friday. So, you know, it's the end of the work week for me, even though. I had kind of a easy work week, but um, but I'm happy to be here with you guys, and I'm excited get into all the questions y'all got for me, get into some giant stuff. So let's do it. That's what we do. Well, I mean, the first question for us is is real easy, as we ask everyone, just tell us your background. Who is Tatiana Sierra? Who is? It? So my name is Tatiana Sierra Smallwood, and I grew up oh, in New York. Um, I spent 10 years of my life in Tampa, Florida. So I kind of have that, you know, New York hustle mixed with that laid back personality. I'm a big Giants fan, big Yankees girl as well. I've been working at ESPN for the past three and a half years. Um, I've loved sports my entire life, played volleyball, softball, track, one year of basketball that barely gets counted. And I love talking about sports. So um, I'm big on TikTok, talking about giants, and then when I'm at work, I'm always chatting it up with my coworkers and whoever's around. So, any opportunity I can get to just talk to you guys, see what you guys like in your sports world, I'd love to do it. So, uh, who or, or what started your passion for sports? So, like I said, I grew up playing sports. My first love was softball, baseball, and my so in sixth grade i had a teacher and she was a big yankees fan and she told us for homework she wanted us to go home and watch the yankees game so i was like "Eh, okay i can try and do that and i went home and it was like a playoff game and the yankees won on a walk-off and i think that moment really like changed my life because i was like wow this is actually pretty lit and growing up in new york obviously the Yankees were it. It's the same thing if you're um, growing up in LA and you're a Lakers fan, like Yankees is the standard for winning when it comes to sports culture in New York. So, um, so yeah, so she was a big fan and like the day from that on, like I always talked to her about sports and then I started playing softball myself. So then when you have athletes like Derek Jeter and Alex Rodriguez to look up to, you kind of just get intertwined into baseball. And that was really my first love for sports. Wow. <laughs> just a sidebar. We are all Yankees fans here as oh, well. So, yes. so yeah, so that, 
Just welcome to the team. Let's go. Welcome to the team. Yeah, so we we bleed blue. We do this all day, every day. (laughs) We still keep that alive. (laughs) Hey, I love it. So we got to talk. We got to chat some Yankees later, too. Oh, yeah. Yes, we do, because there's a lot to talk about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, That hot stove is blazing right now. Yeah, I hope we spend (laughs) the money. I hope we spend the money. But, I mean, um. When did you know that you wanted to be behind the camera or instead of being in front of it, or is that still an aspiration of yours? Yeah, I love to do both. Um, I've done both, honestly, my entire career. Like I started off working as a sports editor for the yearbook um, for my high school. So I got behind the camera lens for a bit. And then I started writing stories, interviewing players, and, you know, back then there wasn't really like a camera crew that would follow you around while you're getting the stories. But I started developing those skills as a journalist um, already in high school. And then when I got to college, I was a part of our all student broadcast called Hitting the Field. And we would rotate different positions. Some of us would be talent one day or be a camera operator or we'd be the technical director or we'd be the producer or we'd be the social media manager. We just kind of always interchanged and did a rotation of who did what. So I got a feel for like what on camera looked like and what behind the scenes looked like. And fortunately for me, I found my path behind the camera um, and that started to develop quicker than stuff that I would do on camera. And from that, I just kind of went with it and kept studying and getting better at my craft. And next thing you know, I was at ESPN. So, I mean, that's how it works. (laughs) (laughs) So being a woman in power in television, which you are, and being a black woman in power in television, what obstacles do you have to deal with to your face and behind your back every day and you still face even coming through because I know coming through the coming up the ranks was hard, but even today that you still go through? I like the way you pose that question because you said in front of your face and behind your back. So <laughs> like no one's ever asked me th- that question with those particular specifics and i think it's really important when you have those specifics as well um so yeah most times i am the only black woman in the room when i'm in the meetings um whether that's a meeting for first take or um dish just in get up sports center um most likely i'm the only black woman in the room and you know like with that comes a lot of responsibility but it's a responsibility that i had no problem taking over so it's like months that like Black History Month comes along or Women's History Month comes along, which those are back to back. That's when I really like step up and I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to do X, Y, and Z. This is what works. Because I've had producers that if I didn't speak up would gloss over Black History Month elements. They would gloss over Women's History Month elements. So, um, and I've had other coworkers tell me like, hey, thank you for suggesting that we talk about the WNBA. Like, thank you for suggesting that we talk about the history of sports and black culture and what that means for the next generation, because more than likely, if I didn't bring it up, it would not be talked about. So I take on that responsibility, um, not lightly, and but I know that with that responsibility can come with a lot of backlash. Um, oftentimes, like I have to worry about, am I being too much of a disruptor? 
Like, am I poking the bear a little too much? Am I, you know, keep butting in and I keep having all these, What? but wait, but wait, we need more, we need more. And um, I've struggled with that because obviously I always want to be a team player. But when I see other coworkers tell me that my pushback inspires them to push back on other producers, that's when I know that being that disruptor is something that is necessary. So I try and, you know, just keep a calm, cool, collected head. I never try and get out of character when I'm at work. But best believe when we need to talk about something, I'm gonna be the first person that's raising my hand and being like, why are we not talking about LeBron talking about black activism? Because we need to talk about it. <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> that's what's up. I'm not gonna lie, we are me, I follow you on, on threads recently and I saw a tweet, you know, it was kind of funny. I was cracking up. Which one? The, uh, the uh, I just, I only I just have back like from five, vacation. Let's, so... let's, let's see if my badge <laughs> still work. Let's see if my badge still work. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> because I've been on vacation for the last two weeks. So like while we've been going through all of our layoffs, um, well, layoffs have been going on for months, but the past the most recent one that was like one of the biggest. Um, I was on vacation. Yes. I was like, am I gonna come back to work? And they're like, hey, <laughs> you, know, you got cut too, shorty. Like, I was like, I don't know, let's figure it out. But um, the Jamal Adams clip work. where he's trying to get into the jet facility. Yes. Exactly. He's like, oh no, it don't work. Oh, I guess I got cut. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, I was like, could that be me? Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna miss my, like, with all due respect to my coworkers who did get let go. Obviously, like that week was really, really hard for us um, just as a company and with culture and everything. And like, you know, like Max Kellerman got let go and I was a producer for a show. Yeah. Like I was a producer for a show and, you know, I spoke with Max every single day, like would go into his office and have chats about my family. Like we talk about my dad, we talk about his family. Like I feel a real personal connection to Max. So when that situation happened, like it was definitely a hard, rough week for um, the company, but definitely for myself and for my team. So, you know, I think there's a lot of anxiety that just came with that. So when I tweeted that or threaded it, I was just Whatever like- Whatever the, the phrase is. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't really know what we're supposed to be saying yet, but I guess we can just kind of make it up now. But um, when I threaded it, I was just, that sounds weird. <laughs> but when I, when I did the thing, I was just kind of like voicing my make, making fun of my anxiety a little bit too. Yeah, because that's something I didn't even think about when we were posting the questions uh, about the recent layoffs. Because one, when I was watching the ESPYs and watching McAfee go on the on the uh, stage, just be like, "Listen, I looked at our talent room; it was just me and Stephen A." And I <laughs> didn't even like. I'm like, "Oh no, okay. like this is a great question. I wanted to pop in, but you answered the question before I could even ask it. As far as like, how, what was that like?" for the yeah. people who got to stay because now you have a completely different lifestyle change day to day from what you're used to just like that, because you were just told X amount of people no longer are working for the company. Yeah. So I can like, even in my job, when I get told, Hey, X, Y, Z just left your day kind of changes, but I can only imagine from the production side of what, especially the worldwide leader, what that goes through. It must be just like, okay, here's like, 30 pounds of stress added on to your day because now half of the slate is like gone. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Like we've had to pick up um, in other areas where they let go. So like everyone's kind of hands-on right now. 
Um, but as I mentioned a little bit before, like we've been going through these layoffs since April. So from April to literally July has just been like, everyone's on pins and needles and just trying to put together the best product they can, knowing that at any point any in time, day. <laughs> any day you can be getting that phone call. So um, I'm thankful and I'm really grateful that I wasn't one of the people who got caught and I still get to pursue my passion and pursue my dreams. So, you know, hopefully in the next year or two, we won't have to deal with this um, and it'll just be a situation in the past. Yeah, I would love to ask more questions, but I don't want to <laughs> put you poke the bear on that stuff. So we're going to leave that be on that front. Uh, so uh, you mentioned working on first take. Uh, what's it like working with Stephen A? And is he is he this like high energy, like uptight guy? All the time? Daddy. It's funny because when yeah. I say that I work on first take, that's probably the first question that everyone asks me, like, how is it like it's with Stephen A? Is he really like that in person? Is he always yelling? Um, I like, it's funny. So I'll tell you my first time meeting Stephen A. So the first time I met Stephen A was, I don't know if you guys saw, but we had a show on like a yacht. We had like a boat show. It was him, yep. Michael Irving and Molly. Yep, and that, that was, was a hilarious show. <laughs> yes. And that was literally my first day meeting Stephen A. And they're like, all right, Tatiana, you're going to be on the boat with Stephen A and them. I'm like, I haven't even met him yet. And now I have to be in the middle of the East River filming a show on like a 20 foot boat. And I was just like, okay. I'd like, when I talk about anxiety, that's probably the night before I probably slept for like two hours. So, um, but when I first met him, you know, him, Michael Irving, uh, wow. Molly, they're all super kind. And Stephen A, like I learned within that first week of meeting him that he's like one of the goofiest people I've ever met. Like <laughs> when he's not, you know, screaming and yelling to the top of his lungs about the Dallas Cowboys, like I believe his true passion is just entertaining people. So, you know, like Stephen A, like if he sees me and I'm not like smiling, which I'm usually smiling, like he'll be like, he'll crack a joke at me or he'll be like, you wore those shoes yesterday. Like, it's just, <laughs> like, like <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be stuff like that. Or it'll be like, yeah, you could have did better with the jack with the blazer today. You could have matched a little bit better. So it's like, but his, but at the core of it, it's just pure like I want to make people laugh. But I don't think people really get to see that side of him because he's so like serious most of the time. But he honestly is one of the goofiest people I've ever met, hands down. You can see a lot of that in the stuff that he does outside of ESPN. So when he's doing his podcast and he's sitting there talking about Zion and Mariah Mills and he's oh. <laughs> going through his stuff, you can tell that he's genuinely looking to entertain and just be a little bit outside of that realm. Yeah. And I bring that up because I think it's hilarious. But uh, you could tell how like you could he is as a person in those little bits. And even when he's like getting hysterical and laughing on first take in those bits, you could tell what he really is on. So yeah. it's really cool to, th to, to like hear that he's exactly the type of genuine person that he kind of portrays himself to be. Yeah. But you definitely yeah. want to be on all toes at all times around Stephen A. Like... You want to make sure you're putting your best foot forward. You don't want to slack off around him because he is a businessman. He's very professional and he's very successful. So 
I make sure that like, while I want to have a personal relationship and let my personality shine, I always want to make sure that I am doing my job, number one, and not causing any other like drama or anything like that, that could affect him. So um, I think there's a big responsibility when it comes to being associated with him. So I always try and keep that in mind too. My um, my best version of, of Stephen A is when he's he's cracking on the Cowboys. That's that's my best version of Stephen. So a. Peak TV, it's peak TV <laughs> when he's out there and they get Michael Irving sweating on set because oh, it's yeah. so hot. He gets so worked up. It's, that's peak TV. And then I tell you, but, Mondays with Michael Irving was like those were easily my favorite days of the week. Like they were mine too. And it would, I would have to put in a lot, a little bit more work on those days because like they require like box scores from like almost every game. So like I would have to go get that stuff for them, but I didn't mind doing all the extra work on Mondays because I knew that the product that we were putting on TV was just so good. And just like, you could not turn away when the Cowboys lose, <laughs> when the Cowboys lose to the 49ers and you know that the next day when you turn on the first take, Stephen A and Michael Irving are going to put like that. Those are the moments that I live for as a producer. And it makes my job easier because I really just got to go out there and say, do what you do best. <laughs> <laughs> just go, just go. I don't have to tell you what to do. I just, Stephen A put this hat on and just go. Here's just, the hat. Here's a little strut. The <laughs> just strut when he walks in. <laughs> yeah. I love the slow pants, the slow pants to him when he's just like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the he's crazy That's the yeah he's, he's crazy he's crazy man yeah. um yeah man god oh you want i go that's why i go so have you found yourself in a situation where you felt like you had to overperform because you was a woman of color in this profession um Honestly, yeah. I feel like that's I feel like that's a that's an everyday thing, you know? Like I feel like even just before ESPN, like working I used to work at UCF Athletics, that's my alma mater. And even back then when I was just working the sidelines for all the football games, like you have to be very mindful that because you are a black woman, people are already going to question why you were there. Um, you know, if, if I'm standing on a football sideline and there's another taller white gentleman who's older standing on the football sideline, more than likely they're going to question me as to why I'm here more than they're going to question him. So as far as like overperforming, like when people see me at work, they know I'm in work mode. They know I'm in go mode. Don't mess with me. Like, don't. Don't talk to me unless it's gonna be something that's really important. Like my phone stays on silent, you know, that kind that's that's my vibe when I'm at work. But as soon as we get to turn the cameras off and it's like five, four, three, two, one, we're done, then I can relax and I can be more so myself. But whenever I'm at work, it's like, yeah, you gotta you gotta come hard every time because you're representing not only yourself, but the women after you who wanna do the same thing as you. So yeah, setting setting the precedent, man. Yeah, being being, I don't think there is an age limit on when you want to, um, where you're considered a role model and stuff like that. So as long as you're um, playing your best foot foot forward, you're gonna always be able to be that. 
um what is it what is a what is a take that was said on first take that was like so outrageous that you were almost ready to run from behind the camera onto the <laughs> set because i know there had to be some times like that yeah yeah definitely it's funny because um jj reddick who's joined our show recently and he's one of my absolute favorite analysts that we have just because we see very Me eye too. to eye. <laughs> yeah, <too. laughs> we see very eye to eye a lot of things. So I've had to sit here and listen to like watch him and Mad Dog have to have some real uh-huh. uncomfortable moments. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I love drama. Like for me, I love reality TV. So I don't know. When I see that, I'm like, yes. <laughs> just like it gets me excited. <laughs> But um, but JJ Reddick, he did like a whole TikTok on like the worst takes of like the sports year. And there yep. were definitely a few from Mad Dog and from Stephen A that were on there. Um, I think, well, I'll say like some of the takes that like caused the most controversy was definitely like the whole Jerry Jones photo thing. And, you know, a lot of people saw uh, that Stephen A was taking Uh, they felt like he was taking defense to Jerry Jones. So I definitely had a lot of people like writing me like, yo, what's up with your boy? And your boy said this and, you know, like, like texting me, like I was supposed to text him and be like, Stephen A, my uncle's not happy about what you said. Like, I'm supposed to do that. Like, what am I supposed to do? But, But like, that was really controversial take. And I know when Stephen A knows that he made a controversial take because, you know, that's when you see him texting on his phone because people people are texting him and stuff like that. But um, and like Twitter mentions are going crazy, but he'll also take the time to like explain what he meant. And so for me, when I'm hearing that on a personal level, I'm like, okay, I'm understanding what he meant by his take. It's hard for me to really sit there and be like, ah, like I can't really take sides. I'm like, okay, I understand both sides of the argument. But um, I think the whole Kawhi Leonard thing, like, kind of like saying that he should be forced to retire was like a real, like, I I was kind of sitting there and I was like, "Eh." and then just like behind the scenes, while that whole thing was going on, like, Shams had put out a tweet that said that Kawhi Leonard torn his uh, torn his meniscus, I think it was. Mm-hmm. So like, and the thing is, like with with our company, like we're very particular about who we grab reports from, and like Woj is our main reporter. So if Woj doesn't say doesn't say what it is, and he doesn't say it, we're not, not taking it for the word. Yeah. So you know, like Stephen A and Mad Dog, they're giving their points about how Kawhi is not a superstar and how, you know, he needs to retire and it's driving JJ up the wall. And <laughs> I'm looking at tweets and people are like, oh my God, they're talking about Kawhi. Kawhi has a torn meniscus. Shams just tweeted it. And I'm just, as a producer, you just sit there and you're like, oh my gosh, this is not great. <laughs> you're just like, this is not a great moment. But, um, but yeah, so that was one moment where I just wish could have happened differently. Um, but yeah, but there's there's been some wild stuff said on the show. <laughs> Fun fact, Mike also hates Kawhi Leonard. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I do not hate Kawhi Leonard. Mike hates Kawhi Leonard. <sighs> it's, a, it's a touchy subject for Big Mike. <laughs> 
Well, I will sit here and argue that Kawhi Leonard. That's always did Kawhi make you lose some money? Is that what it is? No, actually, I, I, they get on me because I don't think he's as clutch as people think he is. The so, the very generic take of clutch being the the word the buzzword when Kawhi Leonard is healthy he is easily one of the three best players in basketball. So but when is that? When is that? Oh, when does that happen? All I need to show you is he's the greatest Raptor of all time. Twenty nineteen. Leave me alone, Mike. That also is one of the hottest arguments ever on this podcast because Dylan thinks Kawhi Leonard is the greatest Raptor of all time. He is. Y'all are foolish. Okay, okay. Y'all are foolish. He is. Wait, wasn't Vince... AI a Raptor at one point? No. Vince Carter nah. would be the, 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 Vince... the, the, the second Carter. answer. Vince that is Carter. the correct Carter. one. But yeah. since Vince couldn't get it done and bring Toronto to the promised land, I have to give it to Kawhi because Kawhi yes. is probably going to have a statue outside of their arena at some point. Because More of likely. being the mercenary that he was, it's kind of and he like did it in a one and done. I don't know. I listen. <laughs> I, not Canada. It's just the claw, man. The claw. The claw. He's played less than a full season with them. And and guess what? Kawhi Leonard, when he was on the court during that first round against the Suns, he was the best player on the court when they when he was healthy too. So I, I don't want to hear none I of that. Still say it was uh, Kevin Durant, but whatever. <laughs> you would be wrong. Subjective. I, already see, listen, I already see how this happens. I can already see it. <laughs> yes. This, this can go left very quickly. So uh, let's I, let's reel it back in. I'll ask you. Yeah. Uh, what's the coolest assignment you've gotten to cover? The coolest assignment? Yeah. What's the coolest thing you've gotten to produce so far? Um, that's a good question, too. Um... Let's see. Well, I really enjoy our road trips. That's for one. Um, we did a road trip to Frisco, Texas, where we had um, where we had all the Cowboys players and Jerry Jones. They did the Jerry Jones and Stephen A. on the helicopter thing. Helicopter. That was, I mean, I'm a Giants fan. And even just going to the Cowboys facility, their practice facility, I was honestly amazed. I was like, I can understand it now, like the how crazy Dallas Cowboys fans are just because it was beautiful. It was a beautiful experience. And that's coming from a Giants fan. Um, so I like moments like that. But like personally, I would say um, I second produced a segment with Will Anderson Jr. from the Alabama Tide. Mm-hmm. And um, I second produced that and I got to meet him and like I asked him questions about his sisters. And Stephen A also has multiple sisters. So when we posed that question to him, Stephen A and him had a really special bonding moment because they got to talk about, oh, you grew up with this many sisters. I grew up with this many sisters too. And what about when they're doing this and when they get on you? And like that made for such a genuine special moment for the show. And I know that like talking to Will and like how much his, his sisters meant to him, I was really happy that I got to do my research and bring that moment to life um, on the show. And I thought, you know, that was just, that was just a warm feeling for me. So like little stuff like that gets me. Conversely, was the worst assignment that you've gotten? <laughs> the worst. I feel like that, that yacht one wasn't fun because that boat was moving pretty fast. And it the just looked like there was, there was a lot going on on that boat. <laughs> 
the yacht was rocky. Um, my all I had to do was just try and stay out the way. That was the best thing I could do that day. Um, <laughs> worst. It has to be something where um, I don't think it would be anything first take related, honestly. I think, it would, I think, I mean, I'm not a morning person and there were days where I have to wake up and go to work at 3.30 a.m. in Bristol just to, you know, help with get up. And uh, like I said, I'm not a morning person, so <laughs> no shade to get up. But any day that I have to wake up at 3.30 in the morning to go to work, I'm not a happy girl. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. not happy. <laughs> so, oh, and there are people who do that daily. So I, I salute them because it couldn't be me, baby. <laughs> Could not be me either, like at all. Yeah. I had to do that for a little bit, and it was the worst. I'm I, you can ask these guys. I'm the farthest thing from a morning person. I don't sleep. Like, I'm up when Kevin Durant got traded. I was up, <laughs> and then I couldn't mm-hmm. sleep the rest of the night. Insomnia. Just crying myself to stay in the corner all night. <laughs> yeah, that's that's your 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 elder statesman right there for the Nets. He's a he's a. Good. Good. We have that in common as well. Let's go. Look, honestly, oh, I'm, getting ready, I'm getting ready to trade. Oh I'm getting ready to I trade. I can't. Them. I can't. I've 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 been through twelve and seventy in Jersey. I can't get rid of them. They're about to sign out. <laughs> They're about to sign out. <laughs> Sorry. And I'll still just... be here. And I'll right. still be here on the burning ship, the Titanic that is the Nets. I'll be <laughs> waving my net flag. Woo! Uh oh! I see what's going on. I see the little brother or the big brother. However, y'all. Were- yeah, oh, they're both, both. Nick fans. Two. Yeah. <laughs> two there's there there's two and a half because there's another guy we do a podcast with who's a Knicks fan, but he's just backwards. So they took away he's, his. He's Knicks not fan a Knicks fan. He's okay. not a Knicks fan. <laughs> got you. Got you. Got you. Got you. Yeah, I've been rocking with the Nets a long time. A long time. So. <laughs> And it's because I'm a Yankee fan. I found them because they're on Yes Network. So that's how true. I found them. Very, very true. Yeah. Um, I go back to like 2015 Nets days when they like moved to Brooklyn. So I don't really know if that like, does that make me a bandwagon or does that, does that make me so? No, Yankee that's when we were terrible. So I was like, we were pretty, we were pretty terrible. We were bad. We were bad. You can still be a bandwagoner even when you guys were bad. It was was old. No, because bandwagoners jump off. That's why they're bandwagoners. They jump off the bandwagon. Usually bandwagons hop on when you're really good. That's kind of like... Like 90% of the actual, the Nets fan base did. And then everybody left. And then it's back to like the 12 of us. There's nothing. (laughs) Dylan and Tatiana, there's nothing you guys can tell me because Hove came to the Nets and I bet you she was like, I mean, it's Hove. Beyonce is going to come. I'm a Nets fan. That's it. Uh, Jay-Z wholeheartedly had me believing that we had a chance in 2010 to sign LeBron James because he owned like less than 1%. Bro, less than 1%. We were <laughs> it counted. It counted. <laughs> he had me convinced. And I'm like, you know what? Team we need to look out for his jersey. He's going to sign with jersey. And I was like, no, 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 he wasn't. No, no, he never was. <laughs> right. Never no, had a chance, a chance. But Jay-Z made me believe. Jay-Z made me believe. Jay-Z's my favorite rapper. So maybe oh, I'm really telling I'm really giving it away whole, right whole now. Ventures. Whole Avengers. This, this is a great pod. 
Listen, this is a great pod. We, we might have to open up another chair for you on this pod because Mike. Ah, make room, make room. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who's somebody on. you met through your line of work that you never thought you'd be able to meet? The, I'm going to tell you the first thing that came to mind. I've met a lot of people, but the first thing that came to mind was Key Glock. So. I like okay. I like I love Memphis rap as well. I'm a big Key Glock fan. And um he was recording an episode on one of our digital shows, Logged In. And I was in the green room talking with Kimberly Martin, and we're just chatting it up. And like, mind you, it's one of those days where I just came to work half tried. I got on like a sweater with like my hair is in a bun. You know, like some I'm very, <laughs> very light, and I'm in the green room. And then in walks like one of the directors from Empire Records. And she's like, oh, I want you to meet Key Glock. You know, like I want him to come on first take at some point. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> like, that was the first time I had to really like, he, I think him and Jack Harlow were definitely like two that I was like very, like I listened to your music on a daily basis. Like I was just bumping your new album today. And I did not know mm-hmm. I was going to later today kind of thing. So those moments have definitely been like, wow. I don't think me just like working in Bristol, I don't know if that would have ever happened. So living in New York has like changed a lot of my networking as well. That would have never happened in Bristol. Absolutely, no. <laughs> absolutely not. Let me tell you about oh names I didn't think she would say. <laughs> Key Glock, right? Yeah, yeah. Names for five hundred, yeah, Alex. Right. That was, that was not one on my list either. No. That's what's up. <laughs> no, absolutely. I love when people throw me a, a something out of left field. Like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, and imagine me like, and I'm still like, I'm a big fan. So imagine me trying to pitch to Stephen A. Hey, um, so do you want to have Key Glock on the show? Like, and he's like, so, and I did pitch to my producer. My producers were like, I don't think he knows who that is. And I was like, you know what? No. You're right. My bad. You're right. I was going to say, I, I'm willing to bet he has no idea who that is. Like, zero clue. Zero clue. Maybe Young Doll. The Young Doll is a stretch. Stretch. No way. Steven ain't knows who that is. Maybe. No way. Hey, listen, you'd be I would have loved to see him try to freestyle that because when he's freestyling, sometimes you can kind of tell, and it's hilarious. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. He does oh. that with the uh, with the fighters a lot. I can tell when he starts yeah. going like, "All right, I'm gonna just kind of keep this." Yeah, I'm gonna just kind of throw this stuff out here and just you throw a good jab, you know. Yeah, yeah. I said that's where though. like that's when us like as producers we have to really step up and like be there for Make support sure too, because mm-hmm. we're like we always have like our researchers on hand they're ready to pull up whatever stats whatever notes that our talent needs so that's when sometimes we you know, come in their ear and we're like hey so this person did this is that if that's what you want to bring up um so it's it's all a collaborative effort usually he does all the work anyway so. <laughs> that's not surprising. It doesn't surprise me. That man also doesn't all. sleep, so. <laughs> I don't, I don't. Yeah. All right, um, uh, spitball um, fast yeah. questions. Spitball yeah. fast questions. Uh, fa- favorite great. athlete of all time, or like right now? Right now Either. is gonna. Yeah, I'd rather right now. Right now, Saquon Barkley. 
the quad father which is another teacher subject <laughs> i i'm we're after we finish with the spitball and that that literally is our first giants question but so okay. just just hold hold your thought on that okay let, let that marinate best part of your job um the people people that i get to meet what album are you bumping right now? What album am I? Oh, it's, oh. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. 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 I don't want to say my answer. <laughs> I'm going to be 100% honest. Right now, I am bumping The Hood's Hottest Princess by Sexy Red. Oh my uh, God! Downtown, just yeah, That I'm not gonna lie. That song was stuck in my head for uh, for like three days last week when I'm at work. It's not the best place to be. I will be bumping Poundtown in my AirPods, walking my way to the studio like nothing. Like, no, but people be like, "So what are you listening to?" I'm like, Drake. <laughs> I kid you not. Um, that's my honest answer, guys. That's what's I appreciate up. it. <laughs> we love the authenticity. Uh, All right, next one. Uh, and uh, I guess a uh, favorite sports moment. Um. Favorite sports moment? Oh, helmet catch. Mm, helmet catch Super Bowl. Anytime we can take away another ring from Tom Brady. Both those. <sighs> two times, I appreciate you. Uh, That's, we oh, we you're love that here. No, 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 never. We, we hate we hate Tom Brady. Here. We hate Tom Brady here. Oh, except Brady. for Breezy. He he doesn't watch football, but he he loves Tom Brady. So if you, I want to guess your teams. If you guys both hate Tom Brady, then and you're not okay. Um, this is gonna be funny. <laughs> this is because I, I promise you, you're not gonna get my team. So yeah, you're not gonna get his. Which, which one? Can we? Yeah. Can you at least give me the conference? A AFC. Chiefs. No, I do like Patrick Mahomes. He's Goat. probably the second best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. But. Okay, I'm gonna do one more guess for you. Um, wait, are you guys both AFC? Yeah, yes. I yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I get I get like four guesses to each. All right, so my first guess is Chiefs, and then I'm gonna say I don't know. You guys hate Tom Brady. This is so. We're not a fan of the same team. No, we're not a fan of the same team. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. Yeah. Oh that's, God. That's, okay. That's not going on right. here. You got a lot going on too. We get to tap into <laughs> you next, little brother. Um. And then okay. So big Mike, big Mike. Um. Not no Jets, no AFC. You hate Tom Brady. No, it is the AFC. I am oh, it is AFC. Could you possibly be a? Our money's just gonna get it right right now. She's about to get it. I feel like she got it. Mm-hmm. I'm struggling between two right now. 
I don't know. I kind of want to say dolphins. <laughs> no. no. Okay, what is it? I'm a Titan snake. Oh, I was never going to guess that. Yeah. I know. You uh, never going to guess that. Never going to no guess that. I thought she was going to go complete left field. She was like, got to be AFC South. Just no. team fucking I, pick one here. <laughs> I was never going to guess that. But um, that's interesting. Yes, Titan fan and... Uh, these guys he has two teams. Me. He doesn't yes. root. He, you can't root for two teams. I are you of that? Are you of that same? You really can't. Thank I you. You Titans. can root for certain players, but you cannot have any loyalty to the team. I root for the Titans and the Giants. My father okay, is a Giants actually, fan. No, 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 no. My father is a Giants fan. That's a team that I was brought up on, but. Steve McNair was my favorite player, period. Okay. So once I moved to the Titans, that was it. That's where my flag was. But I, of course, root for the Giants whenever my dad, me and my dad watch Giants games together. So, of okay. course, I have allegiance to the Giants. I, I like the Giants. I don't like the Jets. And I'm from New York. So uh, what New York team <laughs> you are you going to root for? You got a blue card. Except, me. please, thank you. Like, like, of course. Yeah. It gives him and an opportunity to root for, to root for another team when the Titans are out. Ever. It once every four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. You you get a pass. Never happens. I went to the parade when they beat the, the um, Patriots the first Titans time. Fan. Mm-hmm. He's a Titans fan though. You are a Titans hear this. Fan. I am a Titans fan. This I'm not you're not saying anything. But he still parade supports. Around. He's an ally of the Giants. I no, no, we're not doing that. Dang, not there doing it that. is. Right. Nope, we're not that's doing it that. right there. Nope. That's nope. it right throw there. Away. You guys are done. I see an enemy. That's what I see right now. That's so. That just means he can jump from team to team whenever he wants. Yeah, that's it. Sometimes they're not going to be good. He's like, oh, I'll just go root for the Giants now. Blue all day. And I mean... I'll be not blue. gonna lie, I'll, I'll, don't 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 make me go get my Giants uh, slippers over there. On, oh hello. my God! Don't look, don't do hey, that. I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you in on this right now. If if the Giants ever played the Titans, he's picking the Titans. That's that funny. shows you. That's okay. That's, that's, that's where his, I want him if to stay loyal. I, I don't want him to just. If I'm, that's you oh. wouldn't understand how happy I would be if I ever got a Giants Titans Super Bowl. You could just take me to heaven right now. That's it. I can't lose the Super Bowl. I can't lose. That's insane. You can because you root for the Titans. <laughs> and if the Titans lose, you lose. What are we so doing here? <laughs> what are we doing here? You'd be happier that a pig and shit just roll around like, ah, the teams that I love are both here. This is great. Somebody's got to lose. You can't touch the Super Bowl. Or maybe he'll do the split jerseys like the Kelsey mom did. Ex- oh, exactly. Both. On both sides. I'm happy. Doesn't matter. Saquon gets a ring, I'm happy. Okay. Derrick Henry, if, if the Hulk gets a ring, then I'm happy. You, know? you don't know the can of worms that you opened up, Tatiana, because now when football season's on, <laughs> he's, he's, he I already only call him a Giants fan now. anyway. <laughs> I they call, call me a Giants, Giants fan. They don't even around. call me a Titans fan. They call Dude, me a Giants Mike, fan. When, when the Giants make the playoffs this year, He's going to start a podcast called The Big Blue Pod with Big Mike. And he, he's going to be the biggest Giant fan ever because the Titans will be in the playoffs. I was very to do. excited last year when the Giants made the playoffs. I will not Good. lie. I was very excited. It came out of left field. It was a fun season. 
Exactly. This is so, and we were playing with house money. We were playing with house money the entire season. And I'm going to have oh. to probably lean on the Giants this year too because I don't. These know are biased feelings she's giving you, Mike. <laughs> She's biased feeling. She's giving you. I think these. I think these are objective feelings that she's giving. <laughs> no, what you're talking oh about. God. I'm just the third party giving my. She, exactly. She had no idea any of this was coming. And look and look right. at the ruling. That's what it is, man. <laughs> All right, so let's get into it. Your TikTok says an extremely toxic relationship with the New York Giants. How did that start? No, look at. <laughs> Um, because well, I know what it's like to be in an extremely toxic relationship. <laughs> I'm like, when did the toxicness start? Toxicness start? Yeah, you could ask uh, Dave Gettleman when the toxicness started. Because <laughs> I was say, like, well, I've always been a Giants fan. I grew up in New York, and like, it's funny because um, but the first Super Bowl I actually watched was the Bucks Super Bowl, and and my mom she moved to Tampa, so she's kind of like same situation as you, Mike. She's like, I root for the Giants, but I also root for the Bucks. I live here, but if they're playing each other, I'm rooting for the Giants. Her situation is kind of messy. Um, I'm just strictly Giants. Um, but... As it should be, one team per person. <laughs> but, um, but yes, yeah, so I'm strictly Giants. But yeah, like for me, like Odell has always been like, for me, it's Saquon, then it's Odell. So I've always been fascinated with just the talent that we've had. And obviously the past few years have been, the past six years have been literally terrible. So at this point, no one in their right mind could call me a bandwagon or even question my loyalty for this team. Um, but the Giants literally, like, it's funny because this, well, this past season was my first time going to a, a game at MetLife. And like all this time I've been a Giants fan for years and I've never been to a game in Jersey before. So like I'm in Florida supporting the Giants. I'm in Connecticut supporting the Giants. And um, now now that I'm living in New Jersey, I'm only 20 minutes away from the stadium. So like I'm this past year and I know this upcoming season is just going to be so fun for me. Mm. Hell yeah. yeah. I think the Giants are going to do well this year. <laughs> thank you. I feel. I you feel don't like mean that, should... but thank you. I do mean that. No, I do. I do. I absolutely think the Giants are going to do well this year. Okay, better than I, you guys. I, no, but it's going to be a good. It's going to be a good year. Okay, so yeah, that means a... that you think you're going to have a great year. I think we're going to have eleven wins. I need to see the schedule. I've already gone through this. I've done this many a time. I think ten is our floor. Eleven is. Nice. That is your floor. Yes, I've heard you say Sorry. thirteen. Don't you? I have, think thirteen like, is the max like we could win, but I think eleven we could win. Don't you have like Bills Week One? And we then, do. Like who else? I think I don't think we have Bills, just... Cowboys, food, food. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I do think we stand it. We we almost beat the Bills twice with fucking Zach Wilson, and our team got better. So. That's fine there. The Bills did not get better. Uh, They stayed the same. Uh, The Cowboys did get better, but Aaron Rodgers owns the Cowboys. So it's death taxes. Aaron Rodgers just doesn't lose to the Cowboys. Those are things Mm. that just doesn't happen. Uh, And what? We face some of the AFC. Like the Raiders, get the fuck out of here. Patriots stink. Get them the fuck out of here. There's another team in the NFC East you play. You guys. I think we beat you guys too. 
Well, you, you not you, Mike. You're not. You don't. Well, yeah. Like, even though last time we played the Titans, we fucking oh, in the regular season. No, in the regular season. Yeah, it's our uh, it's our Monday four night, year right? circle. Like, who means by us? I'm like, is he talking about the Giants or about the Titans? Okay. That's what I'm saying. We last time we played the Titans, we beat that ass like a drum. But we this is our four year cycle to face <laughs> <It> the continues. <laughs> Just so you know, that's that's a callback because the second game. we they lost I that game, Mike that. was at that game. <laughs> to watch them lose in MetLife to the in Jets in overtime. So uh, for of miss, every of a every pod goal. we did, uh, every pod we did, I made sure to let him know because we won fucking three games, four games that year, if that. I was like, every week I let him know that we beat that ass like a drum. <laughs> so this the that same continues. I said you would have thought they won the Super Bowl in the stadium. It was ridiculous. You let Zach Wilson pack y'all the fuck up. <laughs> Y'all should never let that happen, Big Mike. It's I'll be honest. It's the probably the darkest day of my Titans fandom. It's just playing <laughs> down to the competition. That's what we'll call it. You know, it's exactly what happened. It's a very real thing. It's a very exactly real thing because we had no business beating them. <laughs> None. We had I no love business. An honest Jets fan. I am a very honest Jets fan. Most Jets fans are. I feel. Mike, you know damn well when we're bad. I think we're fucking horrible. You know that. But when you're good, you're the best Listen, team God ever created. That no, don't do that to me. This is you taking things to the fucking extreme. Stop. You have <laughs> green colored glasses on at all times. What, what we you know, the tell, you tell how good you think Sauce Gardner is. How good Sauce? I mean, you could numbers show how good Sauce Gardner is. That's not what I asked you. How how good is he? Best corner in football. There you go. There you go. Hey, you, I want you to find me a cornerback in his first year who got named first team all pro. I'll wait. You have to wait 60 something years for it. Shut up. Because <laughs> <laughs> clearly I'm not the only one who thinks he's really fucking good. He's not, not the, the best only one in football. He's not the best corner. It's him and Patrick Sertan. That's one and it's two. It's not close. It's not okay. close. It's one so, Mike, two. who do you think is the best corner in football? Patrick Sertan. And that's fine. Okay. Okay. I'm not gonna tell you you're wrong. <laughs> but I'm if you're if this was a 2010 and I said Darrell Reeves is the best corner in football, he would tell me, no, it's not Darrell Reeves, it's somebody else. So did you guys see that whole Twitter beef with Asante Samuel? Yes, yes. I did. Yes, yes I did. <laughs> okay, and what, what the thoughts? fuck is Asante Samuel smoking? Because I need some of that. <laughs> I need some of that. What are we doing here? That was and Revis killed him twice. Where he was like, I don't know much about Asante Samuel, but I, all I know is in our in our practice meetings, they're saying, Oh, that's a double move king. Hit him with a double move, and we're open. And then I went and I watched some tape of him getting hit with double moves. I was like, Oh no, it's true. Yikes, <laughs> you should have sat there and ate your food, Asante. Uh, he was going yeah. crazy, and he he changed up what he was saying like twice because he just doesn't know what production is. He'd rather have interceptions than actual production. Like I get that, just say that. But and then he didn't he like end up challenging like Revis to like a boxing match or something like that? Yeah, like, it how went left. It, is that it, how it, people it just left. like settle? Like that's how like Ridge like athletes just settle beef now. They're like, you know what? Let's just let's just go and box it out in front of everybody. Like that's the new that's how to handle. Shit. I guess so. <laughs> Okay. I guess and, so. Let's do it for, it for charity. Yeah, let's do it for charity. Yeah, monetize it. Yeah, it's a rollout. Everything's yeah, a rollout. Charity. 
Yeah, okay. charity. Right. Just go charity. charity. I'm out of it. Whatever. Revis is just like I'm one of the ten best corners of all time. Don't fucking do that to me. Right. Right. <laughs> Don't do that to me. Literally. <laughs> you you blew a play in the Super Bowl to cost you guys the Super Bowl. I don't want to hear none of that. <laughs> Burnt by Randy Moss. Ooh. Once. Burnt. Four catches for eighty yards. Everybody was getting burned by Randy Moss. Don't do that. Randy Moss has four catches and eight for 80 yards on Darrell Revis, and it was all on one play. James is not good. That one play, James has forever. Got burnt. If you're going to use Stevie Johnson, then go ahead. That's a real one. Stevie Johnson owned Darrell Revis for whatever reason. It was the only wide receiver Revis couldn't fucking cover. I don't even know what that is. The Bills. Exactly. You know exactly. <laughs> uh, one more rapid fire question for you: Who's your favorite female athlete? Mm, once again, all time or like, well, like right you, now? Give me right now, and then I'll give you my all time, and then my right now. Um. Okay. So all time is definitely Serena, and right now would have to be Angel Reese. Yeah, you guys couldn't see that coming. Yeah, I mean, I, hello. I just love, I love everything that she stands for. Like when I was watching her um, post conference after they won, like her speech, just talking about how black girls are, you know, how people try and make us fit in a box, and how you know people, so many people told her that she couldn't be herself, and here she is, and she's like the number one uh, women's basketball well, player with all these NIL deals, making millions of dollars. And now her brand is like cemented in college basketball forever. And it's like, to like, I literally had chills watching that. So I can imagine what that did for like the younger girls watching it, but like as an older woman, like older than her watching that, it like, it inspired me. So, and any woman that can back up what she says, you know, like to me, you're, you're going to be, you're going to be up there for me. So, yeah. And then Serena is just Serena. Serena. Yeah. I don't even I don't even mention Serena because that's her own category. Yeah. But outside of Serena, I was gonna say Maya Moore. Yes. From UConn. Cool that's Dylan loves that's, Maya. Yes. Uh UConn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Goat. And then uh uh Candace Parker. Love those. Candace is Candace is Candace Parker right now, mm-hmm. and then like Sabrina Ionescu. Yeah. I, I really I've loved yeah, me, and, me and Dylan are big Liberty fans. Nice. Yeah. Show, show a lot of love to the WNBA these days because, you know, like I said, if you build it, people will come. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, people like, are, like even our network has been guilty of it, shying away from women's sports because they think that people won't be interested in it. And it's like if you put the effort and the product into it and even just like even into the players. So you can't just put it into like, oh, we're just going to have this fun, big, fun tournament. If you go to the tournament and the women's gyms look different than the men's gyms, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to treat everyone the same way on the playing field, especially if you want them to bring home those same amount of millions of dollars. And the women brought home more ratings and dollars than the men than did the for, men. This, mm-hmm. for this year. So, yeah, like, all the support, support down for it. I don't understand. Got to give it an even playing field, man. It's it sucks because even sometimes the production value isn't the same and all that thing. Things you notice when you watch sports all the time. I've been watching sports since I was like five years old, and you could tell when the production value isn't even the same, and that's how you know. It's like yeah, they're just doing it just to do it, as opposed to putting the the correct amount of love into it. And that's fun. Fun fact: Chelsea Gray is in my all time top five 
shot for my life. <laughs> Absolutely. I will give Chelsea Gray the ball with my life on the line any day, any time. Okay. She will get a bucket anytime. Um, and then, so that's all time. And then, so like right now, is there? Candace Parker, I'm, Sabrina Ionescu for me, it's, Mike. It's still Candace for me, but I really love Jewel Lloyd's game. Like that, Jewel that girl. Yeah, on uh, Seattle from Storm. Yes. Okay, got mm-hmm. you. Got Chelsea you. Plum too. Hooper. Yeah. Hooper. Mm-hmm. Hooper. Yeah. Hooper. Yeah, I was gonna say like I'm a big fan of too like of our women's national team too for soccer like Megan Rapinoe. Um, Shout out uh, to Megan Rapinoe, isn't she retiring? Ertz, Crystal Dunn, all those girls, Ashlyn Harris. Like, yeah, big fans of our women's team, too. So, shout out to World them. Cup is this, this year or next year? World Cup is this year. The this, Women's World Cup, I think, is this year. It is this yes. year, right? Yes. Like, yeah. it'll. It, uh, hold on. We'll, we'll fact that. It's, we'll fact check that. Because Megan Rapinoe already mm-hmm. announced that this is going to be her last. Like, her last retired. one. Yeah. So it's it's got to be this this year. Yeah. Yep, this year. I believe it's in Australia, maybe Australia. It is. In, it doesn't tell me where it is. It is in Australia. You are right, Australia and New Zealand. Oh, it starts next week. Oh, beautiful! Ooh. Look at that. Beautiful. Look at that. It starts next week on the twentieth. My time, my all-time woman athlete is going to be Serena, and even though she's and now and my current is going to be even though she's she just had her bundle of joy is Naomi Osaka. I was going to say that's a good one too. Mm-hmm. I was definitely thinking of putting Naomi up there because watch it because the tennis girlies too are bringing it. Coco mm-hmm. Sloan, Coco. I, I just want them to break through so bad. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like the stance that um that Naomi took um in the in the past years when it came to um standing up for how she was being perceived and and her anxiety and stuff like that. I think that was like really big and being the voice for a lot of young women that deal with that. So yeah, man, that was mm-hmm. that was big. Yep. Yeah, no, I definitely rock with her for that too. So yeah, and Sloan's cool too. I got a chance to meet Sloan after um, Josie Altidore's. Uh, he used to play on the uh, New England MLS team, or I don't know mm. if he still does, but I got a chance to meet her after the game, and she was super sweet. So I was like, all right, I was already a fan. If I meet you in person and your met and your energy is matched, I'm now even bigger fan of you. <laughs> <laughs> cool. You want to talk about this hot stove? I mean. Are the Yankees going to get Juan Soto? Because that's where I want the Yankees to get. I think the Yankees have a better shot at getting Juan Soto than Shohei, just because we don't want to give up too much to have him just leave. Yeah. At least with Juan Soto, you get it. What, he's 23 years old? Something like that. And you get him forever, it seems. (laughs) Basically. You get him for, what, 10 years? (laughs) Right. Take it. So, like, my thing is, like, I want to ask this question for you guys because – we always get to the postseason and like the Astros have basically been like our biggest pain in the ass. 
So, like, what do you think that we need to do to beat the Astros? Get a good conditioning coach. (laughs) (laughs) That, too. That, yes. Uh, A consistent Uh, rotation. So it's not Garrett Cole and then whoever (laughs) pops up because Mike loves Luis Severino, but I am all the way done with him. Especially since he only, besides this year, he only ever pitches in September and then just goes right back on the IL. And then when he finally decides to not pitch in September, he's horrendous. So get rid of him. He uses this year to have the worst year ever. Don't worry, he wasn't good the last year or the year before either. So it doesn't make a difference. Not worth the money when he plays one month of the year. Right. Yeah, he's got to go. So, like, I would love to get Shohei to have him in a rotation with Garrett Cole and then uh, Rodon, who's finally seeing the mound all year. So I would love to be able to get at least three guys to go out there and knock it out. But we need more consistent hitting. Our hitting's been terrible. I'm glad we got rid of our hitting coach because we had a bunch of minor leaguers over chicken parm sandwich fix Anthony Volpe's batting stance just by him. like, hey, you're, you're, you're too closed. Open up. Oh, okay, cool. It's that easy. Bang. Now we've got the <laughs> highest OPS on the team. It's insane. Right. So we so, need to be able to get some more we, consistent batters. Who are we going to give up for Shohei, though? Because we were talking about a lot about that possibility today. On the show. Was just you would have to give up Dominguez in the minors. You're probably looking at, if you don't give up Volpe, you got to give up Peraza. Uh, you got to give up another somebody else on the team. You're probably looking at maybe. But like for Shohei, do you give up more pitchers or do you give up more batters? Like, I probably go through even... the. Uh, that's where it's tough because I the Yankees farm isn't great, so like mm-hmm. the the best we have are our fielders, our fielders and our hitters. I think we have the third ranked shortstop, the eleventh ranked shortstop, and then Dominguez who since finally coming up from the AAA from uh, the Dominican leagues has been destroying. And he's like 21 years old catcher center fielder. So that's value right there because he's an alien, but I, that's why it's like, I don't want to put so much into a a Otani trade unless you know, for a fact he's Mm resigning where it's like with Juan Soto. It's like, okay, cool. Uh, Get everybody out. (laughs) Goodbye. Get everybody out of here and start all over. Because again, at once once Jeter retired, the only guys we picked up from the minor leagues were Sanchez, Judge, like that, yeah. and that's it. And that was yeah. what twenty seventeen. Mm-hmm. Jeter retired in twenty fourteen. Yeah, and that was the first time mm-hmm. in a while the Yankees don't know how to build to the the farm system anymore. So might as well just chip out what you got to get in somebody who you know is going to be there for a decade. Dude, how stressed were you guys last year when we were trying to figure out if we were going to be able to keep Aaron Judge or not? Incredibly. <laughs> yeah, it was it was not good. Yeah. Bro, Especially like, when all the reports are showing him, him in San Francisco. Just give him all, the money. Just give him all of it. I was <laughs> like, he wants yeah. a half a billion. He wants a half a billy. Give it to him. Yeah. Give it to him. You had to give it to him. But it would feel kind of unfair a... if we did have Judge and Otani, though. I would say, like, Okay, that's not back that to, I care about that's Death Star. I would say it would be unfair. 
It's the evil empire of baseball. Yeah, all over yeah. yeah. That sounds like other teams' that's problems. That's, George, not that's problem. George pounding his casket, like, do it. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? How? Stop. Exactly. Like, and like, because the, the Yankees, like, Hal likes to cry poor, and now they just signed like this $30 million like advertising deal on their jerseys. So it's like, okay, cool. More money. Are we going to spend it? Right. I did. I did see that. So what's the actual sponsor that we're going to have on our jerseys now? It's some insurance company. Star insurance, Star insurance that I've never heard of before. It matches the, the color scheme. Okay. It, That's, it it's, doesn't it's, look it's bad not on the gray jerseys. It's not it doesn't look bad on the gray jerseys. I don't like it on the pinstripes. And it's really it just on the sleeve. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just kind of on the. It's on the the seam okay. of the sleeve, like right here. So it's not a big deal. I know every other Yankee fan's gonna pound the table and be like, "Ah, oh, tradition!" Blah, 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 blah. But who fucking cares? It's more money. Maybe we'll use money. it. If y'all want to show, hey, we gonna put these little patches on us, okay? Exactly. <laughs> so these are things you gotta do. Who gonna pay for them? So come on, you'll pay tax. Exactly. Who gonna pay for them? Okay. The biggest nightmare scenario is we trade for Shohei and then he's a man. That's like oh. nightmare fuel. Okay. Nightmare That's, fuel. Uh, and Mets and the Mets, Mets got money. Um, who's who's the uh, Mets who's got the, plenty of money. The new owner that has all the Stevie Cohen. Cohen. Steve Cohen. He's he, although he's like, yeah, I spent the money, but uh, players got to do something, right? Because <laughs> they got the what, highest payroll in baseball right now, highest and they are yeah. horrendous. That money, yikes! Give some to the A's. Please, the A's did it to themselves. <laughs> The fans prove they did it to themselves when they do those planned boycott days. We're like, yeah, we're just going to go and uh, sell at the park on a random Wednesday. <laughs> oh, we always have been able to do that. Just the owners suck. Great. <laughs> hey, the owners suck. Like, the owners are terrible. Now they're going to go to Vegas. Stadium, and sucks you oh. wouldn't build a stadium in Oakland, but you're going to go build this crazy new stadium in Las Vegas. I mean, you could have did that exact same thing. In Oakland, like there's so much rich fandom in Oakland too, and they're just like, yeah, no, nope, whatever, y'all stink. You're is the there like a big uh, population, like migration of Oakland residents to Vegas? Because I'm just trying to figure out the core. They're gonna resent that team. They're like, very much so gonna resent that team. It's gonna be a completely new fan base. Like, but the Raiders too. I'm just trying to figure out. Like, I don't understand how the Raiders keep moving places and keep their fans, but when the Chargers moved, nobody moved with them. <laughs> right, like, nobody moved with them. Like the Chargers are filled with away team fans every time the they time. play. <laughs> all the time. So I don't get it. But hey, San Diego is just really mad still. But San yeah, Diego is still mad. Oakland, L.A. Show up. But I'm fan base too, though. And John Madden did wonders. <laughs> you guys got anything else? I'm, I mean, I'm good. I got one more question for you. Okay. If you okay. have a room filled with uh, young women, uh, my daughter, James's daughter, what are you talking to them about to instill the confidence in them to be who they are? And how are you talking about achieving their dreams? Because a lot of the things that I push with my daughter is doing everything you want to do. Nothing's going to stop you. Yeah. You're, you're a, a, a Hispanic woman. You already got the stuff uh, like your backs against the wall, but you just got to work hard grind. Like what, what's the conversation like that from you to a group of young women like that? 
Okay, so number one for for like what I would ask them is like, what are you passionate about? Like what makes you wake up every day and like you think about that's what you want to do. Like if you had all the money in the world and you could just do one something one day, like what is it? And that kind of like see where, where that like makes them think a little bit and see where their head's at as far as what their goals are and what they want to accomplish. And if it's a woman, if it's a young woman who also wants to go into the same field as me, um, I obviously can give her more sound advice on how to navigate through that. But I would say the biggest thing for me has just been like doing what makes me happy and making sure that if I'm not happy and the things that I'm doing don't align with my heart and my passion to do other things. Like if I need to have a secure job, have security, but on the side, make sure you're still filling and catering to your passions. So like when I was working at UCF and I was doing corporate partnerships, which like my job would be to get the contract that puts the patch on the pinstripes. Like that mm-hmm. was my job. I was working nine to five, literally in front of a, like in an office, you know, desks, Microsoft Excel spreads. And that wasn't what I was passionate about. But however, on the sideline, I was still doing my YouTube channel, talking about sports and interviewing fans and interviewing players. Like stay true to what you're passionate about, be about your money, and just know that when you walk into a room, like all eyes are gonna be on you. So what are you gonna do with that attention? I really appreciate you coming on because uh, the cool thing about all this is recognizing uh, women and and you being one of our leaders to represent for the community and for the culture. So I really appreciate you coming on in your time to shoot the shit with us and tell us your story. So thank you. Thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. We got to shout out Dave Zombie too, because this would not be possible if it wasn't for him. Big so, facts, big facts. Party gods and Dave, and hopefully we can do this again sometime, especially during football season. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> when the Giants got ten wins and we're getting ready to go to the playoffs, we could talk some more, baby. Like, oh god, <laughs> yes, yes, it would be a great conversation. Yeah, you and uh, Giant fan Mike. Right. Yeah. And when the giant, Jets, giant when the ally. Jets are spiraling giant out ally. of control and hard knocks is giant not fan. at all. I'm not happy about Hard Knocks, so don't do this. I don't really think most Jets fans are happy about. Hard no, because it's yeah. too much, too many eyes on us. We just kind of, we already have all the eyes on us because of fucking Rogers. Like we don't need more of this. Good thing we got the Quinn and Williams contract out of the way because all I can see is 2010 all over again. Oh, where's Revis? Where's Revis? Where's Revis? Now get that contract out of the way and let's just have a fun time. Hopefully, Salah has snacks. Yeah, but Jets are going to Jets, so we're excited for that. Don't do that to me. We'll get a front row seat. I, I, oh, I love that phrase. I say it all the time. Jets are going to jet. Jets are going to jet. And the Cowboys are an accident waiting to happen. Those to- just, those two things will never not be true. They never will. Just like a fine wine. Just let it happen. Just let it happen. Jets still have more playoff wins than the Cowboys since 1992, so I don't want to hear about that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of teams do. <laughs> you guys, you guys have fun with your foosball talk. You know, just have fun. <laughs> but thanks, guys, so much for having me. I really do appreciate that. I just uh, wanted to ask you. Uh, we're doing an old to hip hop because it's the 50th anniversary, and we know Jay Z is your favorite rapper. But we're gonna be talking about 
how and why we fell in love with hip hop. And I was curious of who your favorite female artist, hip hop artist is, and if you have a favorite group. That's all. Okay. Ooh, famous. Uh, well, that question got me all tough so fluttered. Um, favorite female rapper. That is a really hard question for me because I've loved female rap since Lil Kim de- since Lil Kim days. So like I've seen Lil Kim, I've seen Nicki Minaj, then I've seen Megan. Like those have been my top three. Um, now you got a lot of the new school girls, and I told you like I listen to, I listen to. Female you can say it. Go ahead. So, yeah, go ahead. Say I, it. I listen to it. Sexy Red. So. There we go. <laughs> sexy Red. Yeah. So, um, I would have to say, like, my favorite. It's got to be. It's got to be the Barb. It's got to be Nikki because she really like that was that was my whole childhood growing up, like rapping itty bitty piggy on the way to a softball itty game. bitty piggy yeah and my, like, my pre-game like my pre like my pre-game like warm-up playlist always had itty bitty piggy always had did it on them always had like roman's revenge you know like mm-hmm. so Nicki minaj is just like a like i get crazy what like don't play with her that's i get crazy always gonna be it. i get crazy it's crazy yeah is, yeah I yeah. I think I also think Nikki is the goat. So you are. Yeah. So yeah. you got to respect that. Like the new girlies, like City Girls and um, Meg The Stallion, those are really big favorites of mine too. But you got to respect uh, the OGs and what they even like paved the way for. And then favorite group, like just out of R and B and rap. No rap. We're talking about rap. Um. Ooh. Rap group. It's That's... tricky. I don't know if I have a favorite rap group. Oh, well, I guess if I had to pick one, it'd probably be Migos. Hey. Okay. Yeah, it, it yeah. would have to be Migos because um yeah, culture one and culture mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. are like one of the greatest, like unskippable. I, I don't I don't skip culture one. I don't skip that album. So that yeah, they they've got to be up there for me. If you know me, you know what I'm saying my forte. Yeah, yeah. Hey. Nice. <laughs> yeah. 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 So all right, so I promise that was the last question. That all right, now your time's up because my dog. So we are going to just give you your solo and let you shout out whatever mm-hmm. you want. Let people know where they can find you. It's all yours. Okay. Thank you guys so much for having me. Um, I can't wait to come back and talk some more Giants stuff. But in the meantime, if you ever want to check out my Giants content, when I'm crying about the Giants, raving about the Giants, we'll see what happens with Saquon this week. And maybe we'll see what kind of content content I get to. But follow me on TikTok. It's right here. Tatiana Sierra. T-A-T-I-Y-N-A-S-I-E-R-R-A. And on Instagram and Thread, my handle is the same as well. And um, yeah, I hope to see you guys around. Thank you. That was great. I can speak for the fellas confidently in saying this has definitely been a great interview. We've had a great time. Thank you, everyone, for watching this. And we are out of here.